uh, teach us to pray. A few scriptures I want to draw your attention to. Uh, the first one from the book of Psalms. Psalms, please. Psalm chapter 14 and verse 12. Thank you. Let my prayer be counted as incense before you, and the lifting up of my hands is the evening sacrifice. I want you to get a picture of the power and the beauty of prayer. When you pray, Heavenly Father goes like this. <sighs> Wonderful. <sighs> Wonderful. It rises to him as sweet-smelling incense. When we pray, we bring great joy to Father. Proverbs, Proverbs chapter, so we're going backwards now, no other way. Proverbs chapter 15 and verse number 8. The sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination, hateful, exceedingly offensive to the Lord, but the prayer of the upright is, the prayer of the upright is his delight. When you start praying, friends, you know what Father's doing in heaven? Look, look, look what my son's doing. Look what my daughter's doing. It brings delight to him. Prayer is delightful to God. And then what a beautiful promise in Matthew chapter 21, in verse number 22. Whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. So Father's listening to you. Your prayers are sending to him as sweet-smelling incense. It's bringing delight to him. And in response, his response is, I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm going to respond. I'm going to meet your need. So we look tonight at uh, what God would have us learn from the 11th chapter of Luke. And uh, Jesus is teaching them how to pray because they asked how to pray. He's praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, when you pray, say, Father. When you pray, say, Father. Now, if you're familiar with the Gospels, this is not anything new. One of the first things Jesus did in his ministry is recorded for us in the sixth chapter of Matthew. It's known as the Sermon on the Mountain or the Sermon on the Mount. And in the middle of it, he gives some instruction on prayer. And he says, pray then like this. Our Father in heaven... Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in, in heaven. Now, much later now, much later in Luke chapter uh, 11, 
I mean, since then, probably a year and a half has passed. He's raised the widow's son from death back to life. The transfiguration has taken place. Uh, he sent the 72 out to witness. There's been that discussion about Martha and Mary and what's better to be working away in the kitchen, doing all the pots and pans, or to be sitting at the feet of Jesus. That story, matter of fact, that story takes place in Luke right before what happens here. And the disciples say, teach us to pray. And Jesus doesn't say, well, I had a little bit to say this about this a year and a half ago, but I've changed my mind. I've had some new revelation. Now we've got to a higher level. We pray differently. He says basically the same, same thing. When you pray, say, Father. There's no change in what Jesus is teaching as he makes his way through the ministry here. Luke chapter 11, read it again now, uh, going a little further in the verse. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Like one of the biggest mistakes we make in prayer is we don't stop and bask, bask in the beauty, the wonder, the majesty, the glory, the love of Father for us. I have attended, I think only heaven knows how many prayer meetings in my adult life. I think more prayer meetings than not, I've heard people praying their problems. Oh, Lord, things are so rough right now. We really don't have enough money. Cars falling apart. I've got pains in my body. And now our son is acting stupid and won't listen to us. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. And look what the government's doing. And we go on and on and on and gone and on and on, making the problem so big. By the time we get in asking for anything, we got no faith because we've had our eyes on our problems. Jesus says when you pray, don't be looking at your circumstances. Don't be praying your problems. Be praising your Father. Don't be praying your problems. Be praising your Father. When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name hearing great things about what's been happening in neighborhood groups. And one of the groups uh, that met this week, the leader talked to me the, the morning after and said, I am so excited about what God's doing as we're discussing prayer in our groups. And he said, I had a few people tell me that they were walking in, in a new peace, 
They said they're just discovering it for the first time because they're stopping rushing into their problems and they're holding God as hallowed. When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Friends, this is huge. This is huge. This is a big difference maker in our lives if we can get it. Stop. Recognize the wonder of your Father, the glory of God, His ability to meet your needs. Dad's gone. My earthly dad is gone. There were a couple of times uh, in our marriage uh, when we were trying to get a business established, I phoned Dad because I knew he had some dollars. I said, Dad, any chance you could loan me some money? Dad never took long to say yes. And I tell you, when Dad said the money was coming, I didn't spend five seconds thinking about it after that because I knew my father had it. And some of us need to stop more in the presence of our father and remember who he is. Remember who he is. Changes everything. A couple of weeks ago after the service, uh, Rowena, many of you will know Rowena, uh, said, I, I just want to show you what I wrote in my journal this week. And I read it and I said, could you send me a picture of that? Can I, can I refer to that? This is what she'd written in her journal. I run into your loving arms, Father. I'm feeling overburdened and depressed, feeling helpless in my current circumstances. I run into your arms and find rest for my soul. My time with you eases, relieves, and refreshes my soul. I can tackle another day. She got that by remembering who Father was and remembering what Matthew 11:28 said. Don't skip over Father in your praying, friends. Don't run to your problems. Run to worship Him. When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Now, I'd like you to take your Connect cards. Uh, I'm only going to do this if there's a felt need for this, but we have touched some of the names of God. I think there are eight of them that Pastor Don and I have found particularly significant in our lives. I'm willing to put together about 30 minutes of practical teaching on how to apply those prayers to our life, put together a video and send you the link. But uh, you have to let me know you want it. And if only two of you want it, we'll have coffee and Tim's. Um, but if, if you want it, just take your Connect card. Now, we'll collect them later and say, get the videos to me, something like that, prayer videos, anything, videos. We see videos, a teaching video, we'll respond to you. Friends, I believe with all of my heart, this is big. Hallowed be 
your name. Luke chapter 11, verse 2. Let's go back there. When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. None of us can fully understand how prayer functions. None of us can fathom the plans of God, the bigness of God's ways, the purposes of God. Um, there tends to be, and, and this is probably an oversimplification of things, but there tends to be two views of how prayer works in the Christian community. And the one group is the Calvinists who, who believe strongly in God's sovereignty and good for them. And their conviction is that God works, God does what he's going to do, no matter what, whether we pray or not. Uh, go to civil, they'd go so far as to say God does what he wants to do, even if we don't pray. God's sovereign. And then you have, on the other end, a group called... Armenianism, and uh, they would say that God works basically, largely based on our basis on our prayers and what we ask Him to do. Uh, the Calvinist, when they get to praying, all they're trying to do is line things up with what God has already decided to do. And the Arminian people would say, uh, God won't do what needs to get done unless we ask him. And then Jesus says, when you pray, say, your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. John MacArthur, who is a Calvinist, and uh, I read him a fair amount. Uh, this is one of the few times I've seen him said that maybe Arminius know something. Uh, this is what John MacArthur says. Scripture supports both of these views, Arminianism and Calvinism, and holds them, as it were, in tension. Have you ever heard anybody in this church say the truth is in the... Yeah, you've heard that a little bit. The truth is in the tension. The Bible is unequivocal about God's absolute sovereignty. But it is un equally unequivocal in declaring that within his sovereignty, God calls his people to beseech him in prayer, to implore his help in guidance, provision, protection, mercy, forgiveness, and countless other needs. It is neither required nor possible to fathom the divine working that makes prayer effective. God simply commands us to obey the principles of prayer that his word gives. Our Lord's teaching in this present passage 
contains some of those principles. When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be thy name, your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. I uh, think that prayer is prayed a lot in the world. But I think it's often prayed rather glibly and really amounts to not much more than vain repetition. And it's repeated vainly, glibly, by millions of people in every continent every year. They pray it, but they don't mean it. I can be so bold tonight. I'm going to declare that at the neighborhood church, we are going to mean it. It's going to mean something to us because it meant a lot to Jesus because he taught us to do it. When you pray, say, your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. So what does that mean? Kingdom. <laughs> Your kingdom comes. Seventy times in the New Testament that phrase kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven is there. So it must be important. It's in there 70 times. It's in the Gospel of Matthew 30 times. So this matters. This is important. Come your kingdom. I like what Christianity.com had to say because I think they've just kept this really simple for us when explaining what it means. Let me read what was written on Christianity.com. When you are under his lordship, when he's in control of your life, that is the kingdom of God. When you are under his lordship and when he is in control of your life, that is the kingdom of God. When you pray, when you pray, say, your kingdom come. Interestingly, though, that uh, Greek word uh, come is a hershomai, hershomai. And this Greek word in this phrase, your kingdom come, come is the last word in English translations. In the Greek, it's the first word. In the Greek, it reads like this. Come, your kingdom. Come, your kingdom. Not your kingdom come, but come, your kingdom. It's not uh, coming before God and, oh, God, please, please, please. Would you come? 
Let your kingdom come, please. It's come, your kingdom. Come, your kingdom. Do you catch the difference? few lights over the brighter lights over the sanctuary so I can see some heads nodding or I'll just keep repeating it um, come your kingdom it's a huge difference there's a huge difference so let me show you how that should be applied to to your prayer life because I think when we learn to pray, come your kingdom, we are praying priorities into place. We're praying priorities into place. And I think the place we start in praying, come your kingdom, is in our own life. Come your kingdom in my life. Come. Come. Your kingdom come in my life. Your leadership come in my life. Your lordship come in my life. Come your kingdom. And when we pray like that, we're praying the priorities of God, the heart of God, the ways of God into our lives. Kingdom of God, come control of God. You see, at some point, most of you here this evening made a decision to follow Christ, and most of you followed it with water baptism. And when you got baptized in water, you were saying, my will, <laughs> my desires, my priorities are buried, O oh God. I am going to live under the control of the kingdom of God. I'm going to do God's will. I'm going to pursue his leadership. Jesus, you're going to be Lord. Problem is, we woke up the next morning and we discovered there's still two voices going on in our mind. And one of them is really loud and one of them tends to be pretty soft. And the loud voice is our ego that demands our, demands our way, wants things to be done the way we want them to be done, wants to pursue our own desires, wants to do our own things, and boy, can it be loud. And then there's the soft voice of the Spirit of God saying, no, John, no, 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 don't do that, don't do that, that's stupid. And we've got to shut the loud voice off. And in prayer, place Christ as Lord in our lives. Come, your kingdom. Come, your leadership. Come, your control in my life. Second area we need to be praying that uh, is for your family. And by the way, uh, talking about baptism, 19th and 20th of November, next baptismal service. Use your Connect card if you haven't been baptized yet. Say, I want to be baptized that weekend. We need to pray that for our families. I uh, walk almost every day 
I take the same route every day. And usually, I pass four schools in my walk. Usually when I'm in front of the third school, I'm praying for my family. Come, your kingdom. Come, your kingdom. I pray for my sons. I pray for the great ladies God's brought into their lives. I pray for our grandkids. Come, your kingdom. These prayers put our priorities where they need to be. So you pray for yourself. You pray for your family. You pray for your church. I think that's what's going to come up now. If not, I'll just talk whatever comes up good for your church. We need to pray for our church. The, the leadership, the lordship of Christ will rule and reign. I covet your prayers that you would pray for me regularly. Come, kingdom of God, come, kingdom of God, and Pastor John's life. We need to be under his rulership and under his authority. So we pray. Pray for our church. Part of that is praying that our church will be the church. A number of years ago, I uh, preached through the Gospels, and I preached on, uh, on the 37 miracles of the Gospels. Guess how long it took me to preach on it? 37 weeks. When I got to the end of the series, I pointed out to the church that we're kind of mixed up in North America. We're always praying that God will come and do something amazing when we come together on Saturday night or Sunday morning or late. Oh God, when we're together, come, come, come. <laughs> You know what I discovered in those 37 miracles? 34 out of 37, 92% of them, 92% of the miracles happened nowhere near the synagogue, nowhere near the temple. It happened as Jesus was out and about. Friends, we need to pray the kingdom of God will come. Come, kingdom of God. We'll be the church, not in this building. We'll be the kingdom after we've had church and we're out there being the church. Come, 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 kingdom of God. Lining our priorities up through prayer. Number four. Uh, pray for new followers of Christ. We've had four people come to Christ in the last eight or ten days. We need to be praying for them. Come, kingdom of God. Your lordship. Your lordship. And lastly, uh, number five, pray for special needs you're aware of, things that are going on in your life, the needs you have, situations in your life, situations in the world. Come, kingdom of God. 
become kingdom of God. I, I think Jesus has taught us to pray and we just make it so complicated. When you pray, say, Father, <laughs> hallowed be your name. We hold them holy. We hold them in high esteem. We remember who he is. We think about who he's revealed himself to be through his name. And then we bring our circumstances and situations before God. And we try to find all the right words to get God to understand what we think he should do with our son who's not behaving right. And probably all we need to do is say, come, kingdom of God in Joe's life. Come, kingdom of God. Come. Are you willing to be stretched tonight? Are you willing to be stretched? Go like this or like this or leave the sanctuary or whatever and if you're uncomfortable with this no judgment whatsoever but as the worship band comes I, I just want us to come stand around this altar for a couple of minutes and, and I just want to show you how to practice this, how to put this in practice so if you're more comfortable staying seated, just stay seated. But uh, the rest of you stand and just come and, and join me here uh, at the altar. Bless you. just want you to take a moment I don't want you to get your hearts and your thoughts on on the fact we're we're in communion with the Father Father who loves you deeply Father who would do anything for you Father, who wants all things to go well in your life. Father, who wants to see your needs met. Just want you to worship him. Thank him for who he is for a moment. Just thank the Father. Say, Father, Father, get your eyes on Father. 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 Father, we hold your name as hallowed. You said you're Jehovah Rohi, the Lord is our shepherd, and you lead us. We hold you as holy, hallowed, 
one who leads us. We don't want to be leading ourselves, Lord. We don't want to be satisfied with being able to quote Psalm 23, Lord, we want to know you as our shepherd. We hold you as hallowed, O oh God. We worship you. We worship you. And friends, you, you should spend as much time as you can possibly find in your heart there to spend time with the Father and his name. But now let's move to uh, the application from tonight. Come, kingdom of God. Would you pray for yourself just for a minute here? It doesn't need to be complicated. Just say, come, kingdom of God, in my life. Just say it. Maybe put your foot down, but mean it. Come, kingdom of God. Don't have to put your foot down, but somehow when I pray it, I feel like putting my foot down. Come. Come. Come, kingdom of God, come. In my life, my life, my life. And now, think of somebody in your family, the person in your family maybe you're most concerned about. Would you pray that for them? No, the family member you're most concerned about. You can pray for all of them at another time, but we're not going to keep you here till midnight. Come, pray for that family member you're most concerned about now. Just come, kingdom of God, in his life, her life. Say it, say it, cry out to God. Come, 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 kingdom of God. Come, come. And now pray for your church. Come, kingdom of God, rule of God, lordship of Christ in my church. Come, pray for it, pray for it. Come, come, kingdom of God. Come, 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 please come. Come. And think of somebody who's come to Christ in the last half a year or so that's important to you. Pray for them now. Come, come, kingdom of God. Come in Charles's life. Come in Philip's life. Come. Come in Francis's life. Oh God, come. Come. Come in Elisa's life. Come. Come, kingdom of God. Come. You got a situation in your life that you're concerned about. Just give it to God now. Give it to his control. Come, kingdom of God. Come, rulership of God in that situation. Just give it to God. Come, come. Come, kingdom of God. Come, 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 come. You see, friends, thank you. Thank you for being a part of this. Jesus didn't teach this, so... In 2022, I'd have something to preach at the neighborhood church. That's not why he said this. He said this for us to live out in our lives, to take to our places of prayer. When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. <laughs> Oh, 
hallowed be your name. Come. Come, kingdom of God. Come. Can you say it with me? Come, kingdom of God. Again. Come, kingdom of God. One more time. Come, kingdom of God. Amen and amen.